It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestranino back with our Survivor Exit Interview special here following the finale. This is a fun one. We're going to talk to uh, the top five players from this season. Everybody from the finale here all in one podcast, including our brand new Survivor winner, D. Vyadaris. And we got a lot of questions to ask her about her amazing run here this season. So she will be with us up first here in just a moment. Then after that, we'll talk to second place, Austin, third place, Jake, then Katura, and then Julie here all in one podcast. All of these interviews as well are going to be posted on our YouTube channel at robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube. Fun night last night as uh, my great friend Jesse Lopez uh, came by. Of course, uh, Jesse lives near me, and so it was a great time for us to have a guy's night and watch the Survivor finale, and then we got into everything live after the episode really fun podcast with Jesse. And then on Thursday afternoon, I'll be getting together with Stephen Fishback for some Survivor Know-It-Alls. That's going to be Thursday afternoon if uh, you get a chance to hear this before then at 3 p.m. Eastern live uh, for Survivor Know-It-Alls coming up then. But let's get into the reason for the season as we're going to talk to our brand new Survivor winner, D. D, Rob Sestrino, congratulations on your amazing win here in Survivor 45. I'm uh, thrilled for you, and this was such a fun season to watch. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate that, that you said that. It it was a great cast. It's a great cast. I feel like the cast makes the season. Uh, we're not. We're here to talk about you, D. Okay, and let's talk. Let's talk about you because I mean, what hasn't been said already about your win? Of I think that you are just such a complete player. Uh, There's been uh, so much praise that's been uh, sent your way, uh, and deservedly so. Was that surprising for you to have to see this reaction to uh, this game that you played in this season when you came home? Um, yeah, I was very surprised. I'm like getting emotional because like I've read so many things that I'm like, this is all I've wanted. Like all I've wanted was to like inspire people and like just do a good job and represent Survivor well, you know, um, it did surprise me. Like I knew I played a good game. I knew it and I felt it. It didn't solidify until like the Emily vote. Right. That's when I knew like, oh, my God, like I can freaking do this for real. Um, but it, it has surprised me, to be honest. It it feels really good. It feels really good to hear people say that they're proud because that's all you really want. Right. Like having people be proud of the season and the winner. So it, it has been shocking. I'm still in shock. I feel like I'm still in Fiji right now. OK, so I really I felt very good going into that final travel council. But then I started to see three votes for Austin and I got scared for a second. Did you think as the votes were coming up that maybe Austin pulled it out um so here's the thing those votes were read in a different way than they were read in person okay. so in person i i think in the show it was d first right um i have to go back and check the, I have to my go notes back yeah i remember when the votes were being read 
there's a moment that I'm like trying to count because I'm like, oh my God, this might be a tie. Like this might be. But the moment that like Jeff paused, I was like, all right, that's it. That winner, that's that that was mine. That was mine. Um, I knew it would be hard going up against him. I knew it, but I, I felt really confident. I did because I I knew that I had like silence was my power and I knew I was going to use that and I was going to go full force at whoever was sitting yeah. next to me. What do you mean yeah. silence is your power? I, I feel like I, you know, keeping that information, the whole Emily blindside, uh, yes. that information private until final tribal, like that may have been my winning move, to be honest, because he played such a great dominant game too. And like, it goes to show you, he didn't even have one vote against him. Right. So I, I was nervous going up against him, but I knew I was going to give him my all. And, but I was still confident that no matter who I would sit next to, I was gonna fight. <laughs> you had some incredible moments at the final tribal council, uh, including when you revealed about how you did actually tell Julie, uh, going into, uh, that vote where Emily went home and it was almost like, you know, we've seen other players like pull out like, Oh, I, here's an advantage I didn't use. Here's this other thing that I didn't use. Is that how you were looking at that secret? Yes, a thousand percent. I also did not want to lead tribal with that. It did happen a little bit earlier, um, but I was waiting for Austin to bring it up first so that I can like, hey, let me push back on what you just said. Um, and then for me, like another thing that I talked about was the fact that like I, I knew all the information in the game at all times. And I I was I gave Austin this clue to the idol. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like this this is because of me. Right. So it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. There's a moment also in the final tribal council, which was hilarious when you said to Bruce, uh, Bruce, you should have played your idol. Was there any sort of lead up to that? Or is it, it, it oh. seemed like yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I'm trying to think like what possessed me to say that? Um, obviously, I was playing with fire. I should not have said that. But I feel like, you know, what happened, uh, Rob? I feel like my real D came out in the real world. Like real D does not hold back. And like, if you're my friend, yeah. I will tell you the truth, whether you like it or not, if you ask me. And I feel like in that moment, I just told Bruce, like, you should have played it, which I should have done that because I'm still in final tribal council. Yeah. And saw the vote. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, crazy. But you, you didn't need it. Uh, it was a great moment. Uh, uh, thank God. <laughs> D, I, I want to ask you about the final five, because this was a, a wild vote. And I would love to know from you, like, what did you want to have happened there? I wanted Katora gone. I was 100% in going to the end with Austin and Julie, 100%. I did not know that Jake was going to use his idol on Katora. I did not know that. I thought he was going to use it on himself because he had had like such a, you know, rough patch. Um, and I was voting for Katora and I was going for her. And I also didn't know that Julie was going to vote Jake. Yeah. Like, like the craziest tribal. I'm still shocked about it. Because I thought that maybe you might have wanted Julie to go home there in that spot. In that tribal, it was not shown, but I started crying. Like you saw me crying, but I was crying way before that. I started crying and of course, Jeff is going to drill me and see where that those tears are coming from. And when I didn't answer a question, he's like, where's it coming from, D?" And I go, Jeff, I just know who's going home. And I had like tears falling down my face. And it was because Julie was going home because I, in my head, she was going home, right? Um, so no, I was... I wanted to bring her like as much as I could save her. I wanted to do that because that's my number one. Like one of your number ones. One of my number ones. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. <no>. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what would happen if Julie was in the final tribal council? Because I felt, I mean, Austin got three votes. I feel like that is is Julie pulling any of your votes away? 
I believe so. It would have been extremely hard for Judy sitting next to me because the jury was obsessed with Judy as they should be. And I feel like it wasn't shown a lot of her strategic moves and all the conversations she had. Everyone in that jury loved her, loved her. And and you also got to think like the age comes into play. Like you want to give a million dollars, you know, you want to give it to a 26 year old or like a 40 something year old, right? Like I have more time to build, you know, and Julie has had like such a rough path, right? And so if I was in the jury, I would want to give the million to Julie. But, you know, I still would have given it my all. And I knew I, I knew that I saved her with the Emily Blind side. So at least I had that to like, show against her if I was sitting next to her but it would have been hard I think I would have been a lot weaker if she was sitting next to me I wouldn't have been able to go as hard as I did with Jake and Austin because they're men so I'm like I allowed myself to like unleash but with Julie it would have oh my god I don't know I would have probably started crying yeah okay and then in the final four you win the immunity uh great job there and then um did it even like uh, occur to you a little bit to try to make a fire or you didn't even oh, want yeah no i'm not going into fire like no i did I love so that I, I love that you just like uh, take, take it completely out of the equation Oh, like fire what just to show you no 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 i was very confident in my social game with the jury like i knew the jury likes me and i knew that i i'm confident in my ability to persuade them to my side even if i didn't do the fire because there was a lot of game that the jury didn't know that they were going to be shocked about right um and also like i was not going to put austin in the fire either because then he's going to have something on his resume. So yeah, it did not occur to me to go to fire. No, like I didn't need another thing on my resume. How <laughs> close though, did you come that Austin comes back and says, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if Jake's got it. Did you ever consider like, okay, maybe I should just put Austin into this? No, never. <laughs> and I feel like I thought it was obvious because we were like laughing about it. He was like trying to convince me, but it wasn't even convincing because he knew I would never do it. He was just like laughing. We were laughing about it. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hurts me no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what do you feel like was the biggest moment for you in terms of getting to this point at the end of the game? Um, as far as like moves or what do you yes, mean? Yes, in terms of your your game that you played. Um, I would say very early on being extremely intuitive and always knowing what was happening in the OG Reba camp. Like anytime I sent something, it was freaking happening. Um, and then finding the clue to the to the idol that solidified a lot, like giving it back to that solidified the alliance. Um, and then my biggest, biggest was definitely the Emily Blind side because it was only I, I drove that. And the only two people that know about it were me and Judy in a game full of people right and that's hard to do it's hard to get back in line um and have to you know like be freaking awkward like insane that that was definitely the i think the biggest move because if emily was sitting at that final tribal she was gonna win the game okay i want to go back to earlier in the game can you tell us uh what happened on the vote where uh sifu uh that with sean and your vote there yeah so here's the thing rob Everything we the whole Sean thing happened at tribal. We didn't know anything. So all of this was live. We were blindsided ourselves. But here's the thing. Going into tribal, we decided Sifu. No matter what, Sifu. You never change your votes at tribal. Sifu, Sifu, Sifu. He's the one that we got to get out. And so Sean gave his speech and they switched their votes. So it was only one Sifu. So it was like you know, as a person, love you, Sean, as a person, but as a player, that's none of my business. Like I'm here playing the game. If we had 
we already talked about Sifu going home. And then, okay, worst case, he wants to quit. Now it's four. He wants to quit. Leave tomorrow. It leaves us with me, Jay, and Julie. And then we knew what tribe swap was coming. We always anticipated anything. And even if we had another um, challenge that we lose, Jay is gone. Julie and I are here. We merge. Everything was everything was set up, right? Everything was fine. So, yeah, that was very frustrating. But that's Survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it um, made for some funny memes, so it's it, fine. It did. <laughs> what, were was your vote intentional? Was it an intentional misspelling? What do you mean? No, uh, no, no, no. I wrote Sifu. It went viral. The STFU went viral. Somebody <laughs> added that. I don't even know oh, who did that. I you wrote it. That. No, I, I thought you wrote it that way. <laughs> no, I wish. Like, literally, if I go back to play again, I am doing this. Like, I wish I would have wrote Shut the Fuck Up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the reaction from your family? We heard so much about uh, you were doing it uh, for them and then to get this win. Um, what was the reaction from them? Well, I actually lied to them. So coming back from Fiji, you know, you go to Fiji, LA, Miami. As soon as I got my phone in LA, I texted my family group chat and I said, hey, mom, dad, I didn't win, but I had the best time of my life. So I stayed shut on that red eye flight. I couldn't even sleep for those like six hours. Land at the airport. My brother and my parents are there waiting for me. And then I told my brother, hey, can the producers want a video of me coming home? which was another lie. So he caught it on video. And then like, I put my parents like next to me and I was like, you guys can retire now. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I still got to pay taxes, but you know, you guys can retire. Like we're, we're going to make this work. And they're like, and then I said, like, I won. And they were just starting to cry. They're like, no, you didn't. You told us you didn't win. I was like, yeah, I lied. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. Cause you know, you saw it in the game, like everything I did, I did it with my family in mind, like every single thing I did. And I still do. And I will always do for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, a lot of tears last night were shed. Um, but it feels like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Like I can finally talk about it, you know? So, uh, they're very proud of me and I'm proud of myself and I love them so much and I know they're proud. And now I got to go back and translate the whole episode. Oh, my- is, yeah. do you do that every week? Yes, every damn freaking episode because I reached out to CBS. I'm like, can you guys please put subtitles in this thing? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. So, right. yeah. What was the reaction um, from your mom that when you swore on her life? She loved it. They loved it. Oh, my God. You know, there were, I like I said, they're going to be at home waiting for me, waiting for me to bring the money. She's not going to care now that she doesn't have to work as hard. Yeah. Right? Um, no, it was it was really funny. They, they don't care. They they're my family and I like we're best friends. We roast each other. Like I saw the pictures. Uh, very funny. Um, now, okay, D. Um, can you give us any updates on your relationships with with uh, you know certain members of the cast? Oh, okay. Well, I would love to, certain obviously. finalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to, but we did decide to keep it private for now. Okay, it's a lot of emotions in the way and. It's getting heavier, too, with all of this craziness happening. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, what else about your game do you feel like that you want the listeners to know that they might not have seen in the show this season? I feel like I'm very proud of myself for not only being intuitive. I feel like that's natural. Um, but also, like, I feel like I was multidimensional. Like, I, I'm kind by nature. And as you might not see it on TV, but I'm very kind. I would never, like try to upset someone or, or 
go about it in different ways. Um, but I, you know, I know when to be cutthroat and I know when to make decisions quickly and, and how, right. How to make them. Um, I think that that was big in my game. Cause there were a lot of comments that I read that I'm like, man, people really think I'm arrogant. Like that's insane. Like I never thought that about myself ever. <laughs> well, I, I just want to clear it. it's confidence. It's not arrogance. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud. Cause they had, I not been like that cutthroat, I wouldn't have the freaking money now. So yeah. Call me arrogant like you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, it was such a great job in all the different facets of the game. And I'm really, really happy for you and your win. And uh, so nice uh, to get the chance to talk to you. Hope we can, talk some more yes we definitely will you made oh, also such a big impression on um, uh, my wife uh who is not easily impressed with these uh survivors but oh, you were uh, such a uh huge you made a huge fan out of her too i love that that makes me so happy that fulfills me thank okay. you D. oh my god i want to meet her <laughs> okay one day okay congratulations again and uh have fun uh the rest of today Oh, I appreciate you. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, D. All right, take care. Happy holidays. Talk soon. You too. Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. Your brand new Survivor winner, D. Bayadaris. And really happy for D. And I thought that the thing that really just epitomized her game was the question that you got from Emily about, like, well, what was the move you made that was just the brain move? And she talked about, you know, really her her heart and her brain, you know, they move together. It's one system. And I thought that that was just uh, such a great like encapsulation of what she does. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it a lot on the podcast over the last couple of weeks of, you know, she's social, uh, she's strategic, uh, she's going to win challenges and just feel like that in terms of the players that we've had here in the new era, I think the most complete, uh, a dominant game from D. I think that really like when we look at the other women survivor winners, I, I think that she is, you know, probably up there just in terms of like as the, all of the different facets of the game. I, I think that you could put her there uh, with a Parvati or a Kim, just talking about women that do that in terms of like our overall survivor winners, like maybe like since Wendell, have we had like somebody who's just like such a, you know, complete, you know, polished total package of a player. So really a uh, great job uh, there by D. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will be talking with our second place finisher here in Survivor 45. That's Austin Lee Kuhn. We got a lot of questions for Austin when we come back right after this. Hey, Austin, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here. Congratulations on the great run this season uh, and all your success. How are you doing, Austin? Thank you so much. I'm I'm doing great. You know, the at the end of the day, as players, you know, once we come back, we have like seven months to process everything. And at the end of the day, it's like as long as it's a good season, it's a win. And this season was awesome. It was, it was a great season. It was it was so good. And the finale was so good. So I'm I'm feeling great. You know, I had a tough, you know, past couple of episodes. And I think the finale helped me end on a high note. So I'm feeling really good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. So uh, do you feel like that we got the full picture of the events of the last couple of days of the game from your perspective? Yeah. Um, so I think. I think a lot of like the decisions that were like 
being shown, it kind of made it seem like it was complete, like, oh, I am love goggles. This is all romantic. There's no strategy going on in my head. It's just, I'm obsessed. Like I got to, you know, whatever. Um, and I don't think that's fully accurate. Like there's a, you know, for every decision that's made, you know, as love goggly as it might look like there was a lot of just staying up, trying to run the numbers in my head, thinking of what's best for my game. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like if, if we dive into it, it's sort of just like, the way I viewed it was, you know, when when I told D, like that was like a big turning point of the season. When I told D about the vote for Julie, yeah. she tells Julie, Emily goes home. Um, at that point, final seven, I knew like my first layer of like insulation was D and Drew on both sides. And outside of that, I kind of had Emily and Julie. And I knew I was going to lose either Emily or Julie. But to me, they were like equally weighted in terms of like threats to the jury and how much I wanted them to come to the end with me. Um, but was mo- what was most important was just making sure that D and that Drew were still going to trust me 100% going in. And that's kind of was like my rationale of why I decided to tell D, even though I knew there was a chance that she was going to end up potentially telling Julie. I wish she didn't. I convinced myself that she didn't. But, um, you know, the main the main point was trying to flush Julie's idol. So that was really what I was trying to go for that move. And um, and yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go to the final tribal council. I, I would love to know coming in because this was the closest vote of the new era, five to three. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like coming in that you might've had it? Yeah. You know, I, there's a lot to that. Actually, I came into final tribal knowing that I had an uphill battle to climb. You can kind of tell just going to tribals, like what the jury's feeling, who they're vibing with. You know, I would walk in with my, my immunity necklace. Drew was the only one smiling at me. D came in with her necklace. People are like, Oh, let's go. Let's go D. Um, so I knew going in, I would really have to plead my case, but I truly thought that given the opportunity to explain my moves, um, especially because a lot of the moves that I made and strategic decisions that I made were, you know, really subtle under the radar. A lot of it happened in the middle of the game that people weren't quite tuned into what was happening. I felt like if I could tell my story, I'd be able to beat anybody. So that was my thought going in is I was going to have an uphill battle. I was going to have to uh, get people to change their votes, but I really thought that I could do it. Did you feel like when everybody got up to go and cast those votes, did you think that you had the votes coming back from when Jeff comes in with the urn? No, you know, I when Jeff comes in with the urn at that point, I thought I was going to get I was thinking I was going to get two votes. So like when the third vote came up, I was like, oh, my God, like this is great. Like, heck, yeah. Like, you know, what I was saying was was being heard. Um, This is awesome. So I was really excited that, you know, I was at the edge of my seat being like, no way. Could this be a tie? Is Jake going to have to vote? Um, That didn't happen. But, um, yeah, no, I'm proud of how I I performed at Final Tribal. And obviously, you know, got that that sucker punch by by D midway through. So, um, being able to bounce back and recover from that, still get three votes. no complaints. Now, Austin, let me tell you, like back in my day when a guy used to sit in the final tribal council with yeah. his girlfriend, you propose before they read the votes. Dang it. Man, I, I would have had way more money you now. You missed huh? a key part of the Robin <laughs> Amber story. Well, you know, they had it lucky. They had another four months to go or whatever before that happened. You know, seven months, you know. I had 26 days, you know, so that's that's kind of fast for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of you and D, that do you have yeah. any updates for the listeners? Because we're we're all just with bated breath waiting to find oh out my. what's going on. Oh my gosh. Well, listeners, I know this isn't exactly what we want to hear, but for now, I think we want to keep post game stuff private. 
things are really going crazy right now, really hectic. And I don't know if I'm ready to handle okay. all, all of that yet. So all right. I don't mean to I don't mean to pry, but you know, like we we, we gotta ask. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of okay. course. All right. I would love to just uh talk through a little bit of the final five vote from yeah. this because this was like a historically crazy vote yeah. that we saw. Oh, and Ultimately, you vote for Julie. Julie goes yeah. home. That Do you feel like uh, that we got the full story of this final five vote? You know, going into this, the, the airing of the season, this final five vote was the one where I was like, I truly have no idea how they're going to tell this story because it is insane. I mean, what ends up happening, I was all in on voting out Keturah until five minutes before leaving the final tribal. I switched my vote. I was like, I have to vote out Julie. I think the numbers are going there. Katura switches her vote mid tribal. So like two votes are swapping around. Jake plays idol. All these votes going everywhere. Like it, it was crazy. I think the edit did as good of a job yeah. as it could. I mean, given what we were giving them, given our like switches happened last minutes and last second and everything. And uh, yeah, it, it was truly that crazy. And, and did you have was, anything to do with Katura switching her vote to Julie, which was what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I told Couture really is pretty much just like, listen, I'm with you. I'm going to vote Julie. And I think she really trusted and was like, okay, if the votes go to me, I know Austin is voting for Julie. I don't really know what Jake's going to do. Um, so because of that, I think she felt more comfortable voting with me, knowing that that means she'll be guaranteed two votes going one way. Had you been trying to get Jake and Couture to vote with you on taking Julie out? Um, so... Actually, I was I was planning on voting Couture for the longest time. And then at the reward with the stake reward with Jake, he brings up the Julie idea. And at that point, I'm like, I don't really know. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. But then I, I sat marinated on it. And that's kind of when I went back to them be like, all right, I'm all in. Let's do this right now. Um, so I would say it was actually Jake's Jake's idea initially to vote out Julie. OK, then. I want to go back to speaking of Julie. Let's talk about Julie and the idol, because this was something that a lot of us on the outside had so yeah. many questions about. OK, you give Julie the idol to protect herself when you have uh, this potential twist at the final nine and then yeah. you never get it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when you give an idol, it's theirs and they have to re give it back to you. You can't just be like, hey, that was my idol. Give it back to me. So I gave her the idol. And what made it harder to get it back was the fact that I already had another idol and my amulet was non-transferable. It was weaker. So I had to give her the, the stronger one that went to the final five. I gave it to her. The next day we're kind of like talking to her and Drew's like, hey, like, so Austin's idol. She's immediately like, no, my idol. So it's like, okay, like she wants to keep this idol. I can't cause a big fuss about it because if we ever make a move against her, she's gonna be prepared and, and know about it. So after she kind of said that, Drew and I were like, we can't ask for it back. We're gonna just have to blindside her to get rid of it um, because she's not gonna give it back. And yeah, if we tell her, she's just gonna be warned. Um, so we knew it was it was lost at that point. Yeah, how does this entire game change if you don't do that at the final nine? Wow, wow, yeah, that's crazy. Um, who knows? Because then I have two idols and there's extra incentives for people to really strike at me. I mean, mm -hmm. given only the Reba four knew that I had two idols, Emily knew that I had the amulet and that was kind of locked in there. And because that, you know, maybe I would have been able to make it all the way to the end. Drew definitely would have been saved at that, you know, final six vote most likely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's a lot. I mean, I don't think we would have turned on Julie when we did 
if she didn't have an idol. I think we would have waited for one more round. What needs to happen in this game differently for you to be the winner today? For me to be the winner, so I think what needed, I mean, there's a couple things that could have happened. I think, you know, once after the final five ended and we sent home Julie, I knew my best bet was to take on D and fire. So if I had won the final four immunity challenge, what needed to happen was me take on D. If I beat her there, I think I had a really good path to the end to win. Um, other other things like I've thought like what would happen if I gave my idol to Drew and saved him there? That was another potential way to to get extra points with the jury, save another one of my ally, keep the numbers. Um, so I think those are kind of like the two main things that could have changed the game. You know, you did a really great job in terms of managing your threat level throughout the course of the game because I think that you're somebody that people probably would have said in the preseason, and maybe we did, like, okay, well, when he gets to the merge, like he's gonna be gone. That yeah. you know. No, no chance that he can get to the end. But then there you were. How conscious were you of managing that threat level? Honestly, that was the biggest focus of my my strategic game going into the merge. I knew like players like me, we, we get sniped first into the merge, second, third, right before the merge. And that was sort of like the story I would tell people at New Bell at Reba. I was like, this is what I'm terrified of. Like, I don't want to go out at this point. And I did everything that I could to manage my threat level. And honestly, having two idols made that even harder because it's like everything that I do has to be so subtle, so under the radar, because I felt like any move I make gets super heightened. It's like he did that and he has two idols and he can win these challenges like he needs to go. So I really played up. But I'm just this clueless like surfer dude. Like I have no strategic bone like Drew does all my strategy. I don't know anything. I'm at the bottom of this re before the women are so powerful. Like I'm just trying to survive here. And I just like really was pushing that kind of narrative that like, I'm just bumbling along through here because I, you know, it, it could have really gone the other way if people got a, a whiff of anything. I want to ask you about something that I wonder if you told a lie at the final tribal council because you said at the final tribal council that you just like made up this story about how you didn't really want the amulet that you just like told people that you wanted the sandwich. But I saw how passionate <laughs> you were about the sandwich. Did you lie at the final tribal council and say you didn't really want the sandwich? I think it was a half lie. You know, what What was true about it is like, yeah, I went to everybody and saying the reason why I want Kelly out is because she took my sandwich, you know, stuff like that. But like, really, it was like, no, I wanted this idol at that point. It's true. When we got to the to the the journey and we had that options, yeah, I wanted the sandwich. But I knew if we got the amulets, which I felt like was what was going to happen because I was the going there with two big players who really wanted to make a splash in the game. So I knew we were probably going to go amulets. And I felt the only way to make that worth it was if I upgraded to an idol. So yeah, at that moment, I wanted the sandwich. After I had the amulet, it was like, okay, we're hamming up this whole sandwich story. Literally. To get people, <laughs> literally, to get people to be willing to vote them out, but still think that I was like this surfer bro nut who's just going out for revenge and not doing this out of strategy, but doing this out of like revenge kind of thing. Other than at the final four making the fire, was there ever any thought to potentially uh, try to get D out of the game as such a big threat? Honestly, no. Um, so D and Drew are my number ones. And the thing is, is like with both of them, I was going to go to bat to them to the end. I wanted to take them both to the end. I had a final two deal with Drew and I wanted to protect him just as much as I was protecting D. You know, like if D came up to me at the final seven, I was like, hey, let's vote out Emily. I would have gone to Drew 100%, you know, the same way that I went to D to tell her about Julie. Um, so both of them, no, I, I wasn't going to vote them out. And, you know, maybe that's 
playing too much with my heart. I think that's also coming in as an alternate, not having enough time to like mentally prepare myself for this war that's about to happen. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to vote D. I wasn't going to vote Drew. Okay. Austin, I know you have to run. You have a million interviews here today, but you're such a good sport. So nice to talk to you. You were so fun this season. Your mom is so fun on social <laughs> media. So I uh, just wanted to say that uh, before I let you go here today. But oh, yeah, thank you so all, all, all the best outside the show, Austin. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Awesome talking to you. It's been a dream come true. So Take care. Thank you. Bye. You too. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. Austin Lee Kuhn and Austin, I thought, did a really nice job there in the interview. Look, uh, Austin, uh, towards the end of the game, you know, uh, underreported story about how like Jake has a lot of things not go his way. You know, that you could say the same about Austin on a few of these things. And he has a really great attitude. And so such a likable guy. Easy to see why he had uh, so much success uh, getting to the end. End of Survivor 45. So I appreciate Austin uh, coming on to chat with us. All right. Next up, okay, I mentioned Jake, and we're going to check in with a guy who has been such a popular figure this season. Uh, so many of us uh, really related to his journey. And so let's go ahead and bring in my conversation with Jake. All right, I'm here with Jake, Jake, Rob, Sestrina, and very happy to welcome you to the third place finishers club here on Survivor. And I don't think we have another member that's quite so baby girl <laughs> oh man i love it so much you see it first and you're like what is this about i don't really get it but and i still don't really get it but i'm here for it you know what i mean yeah okay jake how are you holding up today i'm doing good i'm doing good you know it was an amazing experience and you know i did everything i thought i could do and I feel like I left it all out there and like I came back, I said, you know, I don't need to be viewed as an amazing survivor player. I don't need that. I just want everyone to know that like I really left every last piece of myself out there. And I feel like that we was got show. that. We got that. Yeah. Yes. OK. Um, At the final tribal council, uh, were you just like, hey, this is house money. And did you feel like at any point that things were turning in your favor? You know what? I. <sighs> I, it, it's crappy to say, but I, I felt like I was going to be drawn dead. Like once final five didn't go my way, it was, I mean, D, D is one of the best winners ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you, what do you do? You see it right in front of you. You know what I mean? So like, that's kind of depressing, but all I really wanted to do is go in there and do the best I could do. I don't know, but in statements, which I thought was solid that they kind I said, you know, Boston Rob has never played well from the bottom. Sanders never played well from the top. It is apples and oranges, but like, let's respect oranges for oranges and apples for apples. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, did, was there one vote from the jury that you thought you might have had? Um, I thought it was possible that I could get Bruce or Caleb, but mm -hmm. like, honestly, sitting like one of the toughest parts about Final Travel, it's like, damn, like I can make my best argument, but even like looking at my game in the absolute best light, I wouldn't have voted for mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? So I can't really blame anyone else for not voting for me and i'm happy that uh final travel like was as back and forth as it was it yeah. was cool to watch okay so you were there and i think i know uh your answer but you you were almost in the laurel spot where that it could have been 4-4 you know caleb voted the was. other way and you got to go up there and you cast your vote you know what you would have done yeah yeah i would i would have voted for d um for, for a couple reasons. I mean, at New Lulu, like it was like everyone there, like Bruce, Kelly, Katora, Caleb, we all sat down and we're like, yo, 
she looks like she's in charge. Like you, you didn't even have to be on the same beach yeah. to know that that girl is a force. You know what I mean? And she was, she was such a huge threat the whole time. And yeah. like, I felt like I saw it the whole time, but she was just so insulated and really allowing you like, not that it's like the entire decision maker, but like a huge fact, she let me make fire. Like I just needed the fire so much mentally and D letting me do that. I know it's a strategic thing for her, like with taking Austin, but it, it meant so much to me. And it, it was, I, yeah, she would have had my vote. But now you almost had the hero move to take D out of the game. And it didn't work out uh, with Katora flipping her vote at the last second. So, you know, having a lot of time to process like how that all went down. Could you just give us uh, the the breakdown of why that didn't work from your perspective? Yeah. So I think like that morning, like I really like so the concern about in my mind, D was always the bigger threat to win. Um, Julie was also a huge, if I was sitting next to either one of them, I was losing my final three was Austin and Katora. And like, cause just my view, I didn't like, I didn't think Katora had the votes and Austin. I think I can make the argument that for, at least from my perspective, that he was the least involved with the strategy making from my perspective, obviously outside looking in, but, um, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> There was a moment at, at tribal council uh, where Kelly went home, where you had a moment that was just like that. And I wondered if like, were you playing that up to try and then uh, get people to think that when you then intentionally did the slip up about the idol, were you selling that from that point or did you really lose your train of thought? Oh man, no, I really lost. So like the, my idol thing I had planned going in, like I was going to try and act, it was like, I like, but yeah, my, my brain gas out was just, it wasn't even that like, I was like, now, now it's happening right now. Look at this. Mm -hmm. But so it was like all day, every, no one really gave me anything. Like at, the only person who gave me something is Emily sat me down on the beach and Emily was kind of like, Jake, you can play an idol tonight. You can play a shot in the dock tonight. You could not. It really doesn't make a difference to me. I can't tell you who I'm voting for, but you'll be here tomorrow. So do whatever you want with that information. Don't feel forced that I'm telling you to play anything or not. That's the only inkling I had all day. And it was um, the the gas out was just like, I made my pitch to everyone all yeah. day. And it's followed on deaf ears of so, so many people. And it's just like, you're supposed to be there and fight for your life. And like, you want to, but it's like, you just don't have the words. Like, what do you, what do you say? Like, no one's giving you anything all day to vote a different way or, you know, what they're going to do other than you. And so it was truly, I don't even remember the, whoa, sorry. Whoa. But yeah. The, my idol was purpose. Like the brain gas out was just like, what, what do I even do? You know? Yeah. Okay. What was Nana's reaction to the finale? Did you talk to her? I have not talked to her yet. I watched it in, I watched it in the West coast. And the first thing I did was got up and be on here. So I still need to talk to her. But she's been loving it. It's so funny because her sister's still alive and she calls every Thursday morning and says, Tina, or it says, Jake, great job last night, but I need to recap this with your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you had a moment with the challenge that I don't know if any of us will ever forget. Uh, could you just uh, take us through your perspective of when you ultimately like the things fall down, you have to go back and make the second trip. You're obviously uh, frustrated. Um, did you think that the challenge would break? 
No, 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 no. So like in my mind, I'm making a high IQ move. I thought those things were bungee cords. I thought it would go all the way to the ground and be fine because you had to run back and forth. And it's like, why am I going to high step over this if this is going to go all the way to the ground? And then when it was shaking, you couldn't use your hands to even it out, mm-hmm. even when you know you didn't have anything on there. So I'm like, let me step over it. At the end, I'll let it up slowly with my foot to, you know, balance it out, stop it from shaking. So I needed to catch up. And like, the thing is, is that like D was ahead. D never dropped once. Yeah. D was always going to win, but it just hurt to be like, it just, it sucked being like, oh, Jake, you're out. You don't have a shot. And it's like, damn, I just want to like fight for it. You know what I mean? And it's like, that was the tough part with it. I, I really thought it would go all the way to the ground. And I thought I was making, you know, I thought I was going to be on like Peridium's challenge hacks or something. <laughs> yeah, you broke the challenge in a different way. Yeah. 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 And I can tell you <laughs> felt bad uh, about breaking the challenge. Oh, I felt awful. I, I like it wasn't my intention at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's um, like, yeah, sorry. It was a tough challenge night overall because, you know, you start yeah. off with the high highs and you've changed the way that people count objects now for all the Survivor fans for future purposes. OK. And, but then you have the advantage and then you have that moment you uh, forgot the keys. Then you get back and you're right there with us. And then you have the missing puzzle piece. Um, and then can you just uh, talk about that and then your reaction to then Jeff uh, holding it up for you. Rob, can you tell that I'm not an athlete? Did we figure that out this season? But uh, <laughs> you did all right. Yeah, well, going going back. Yeah, no, I know. But going back down, I was like, all right, like whatever. Like wasn't too long, like quick up and down. But the puzzle piece, man, that's like Jeff's cr- clown shoe from Big Brother. You know what I mean? It's like, damn it, dude. Like it was right there. It was right there. It was just blocked by like that ring. And like, I just didn't see it. And I'm just so focused because like, you know, we're on the last thing. And I'm like, oh, damn, man. Like that sucks. But you're going right into the, you're going right into the um, reward. And it's like, all right, I need to get back in the game mode. And like, how, how can I optimize this idol and like move forward for this final five vote? Because honestly, like not winning immunity, I think, even though final five didn't work out, I think kind of helps me mm-hmm. way because like, I think me being put in a position where I had like where I felt like to maximize my idol, I had to tell people to like force their votes. It kind of makes me seem more powerful if final five works out, I think. Yeah. I mean, that final five vote was just one of the wildest votes uh, that we ever had. So that do you feel like that? um, So I wanted to ask you about telling Austin about the idol. So like what did that buy you by telling him about your idol? Yeah. So I knew Austin was telling D. Right. I never wanted to play it. I never wanted to play it for myself because I'm like. There's not a lot of win equity in me. Like, number one, I didn't, I, I don't think they should be voting me out of the game at this point. And then number two, it's like, okay, I, you know, all the votes come on me. I play the idol for myself. I don't think that's the maximum effect. In my mind, I tell Austin, Austin tells D, and I think there's a pretty good chance D tells Julie. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting votes right there. I tell Katora, I'm also not getting, I'm not getting a vote from her. And so in my mind, it's like, I don't think D's going to vote for Julie. And I think, so I think D's probably voting Katora, and I thought Austin might be voting for Julie, or but I also thought there was a possibility I'd be voting for Katora. And like if Julie got the information, she was she couldn't vote for Austin, so she was probably going to vote for me or Katora. I thought the information would get back, and then when I saved Katora, her natural reaction of being like excited, like she didn't know, I think that helps me in yeah. front of the jury. I thought her reaction was great for me. I wish her vote was great for me, but. Um, Austin's out of the loop on another vote. D's gone. Julie's out of the loop. And 
I try to throw myself in the challenge and I make fire against Julie if that's possible. Were you concerned that Katura had you told her ahead of time? I, I know you wanted that reaction from her, but were you concerned that she would have voted for you? Yeah, there there, there definitely was like a concern because I mean, you know, she, it, it, we didn't see eye, eye strategically. And I think that's right. very obvious. I don't think that's a mystery. And yeah, there, there's a concern that it could have been like, they were talking about me, like they showed the episode. Yeah, They were talking about me. So I think that's the right, I think it was the right move. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I was kind of like, you know, I, I could go home, but like, I didn't come here to not go home. I came here to win. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's what I tried to do with that. Yeah. You and Katara, you were together the entire game for 20, uh, 24 days of being together. And you two were never able to get on the same page. What was the disconnect as you know two fellow lawyers? You know, I think it was like the rings thing, you know, like I thought in my mind when I told like, I think like with the Caleb vote and like Caleb going home, like, I think like it is the correct move for me to like still try to force that vote. I think we approached Katora terribly. I, I think it would have been the right move for Katora to come with us. But like, yeah. honestly, looking at it, dude, I don't even know if I would make the move if I was in Katora's position. Like it's a tough, like it's obviously a tough move to ask someone to do, but like in my mind, like I, I'm thinking about you and like Matt back in Amazon and you'd be like, Hey, here's everything. Here's all the cards. Like, yeah, let's ride this out. Me, you and Caleb, let's go. Cause I felt that way. And on and even earlier in the game, like I heard my name night one, the girls were all talking in the shelter and I was like lying right next to them. I'm like, Oh shit. Night one. Really? And, um, Kendra comes up to me, like whatever, there's a scene at early bellow. And she's like, Hey, I brought your name up. I love you. I don't want you going anywhere. We're good. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, Honestly, that felt really good when Kendra dumped all the information, even more than she re really had to. And so I thought it would work with Katora and it didn't. We, me and Caleb just had a terrible approach with Katora. I do think it's our right play. It's my right play moving forward. Okay. And real quick, before you have to run, can you just talk a little bit about what it's meant to just have this uh, incredible reaction from the audience to your story this season? Oh, man. I thought I was going to be like just bopped around all season, just like smacked around by everything. And like, I mean, I was, but <laughs> not the fans. Like it's been like really positive. Like even when like things haven't gone my way, like people, like people have been super kind and super supportive. And yeah. I think it would be super easy to like, you know, bash on me, but like people have just been super respectful. And like, even with like, you know, the weight loss, so many people reaching out about eating disorders and stuff was like, just like, Oh my God. Like it, it meant a lot to people. And that was like super touching to like hear people's stories and like my DMs and stuff. And I'm, I'm super blessed to have like the reaction I have had, like amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that we can chat some more when you have even more of a voice to be able to get into <laughs> everything and maybe a little bit more sleep. Uh, would love to do that down the road. So Jake, uh, all the best to you and congrats on a great run this season. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. There you have it. There is Jake. And Jake uh, got beat up pretty hard by the game and maybe uh, beat up a little bit uh, last night in terms of his voice here with us this morning. But uh, Jake was, you know, uh, iconically Jake here with us uh, on this interview. And, you know, would be fun to get to hear more from Jake in the future. All right. We're going to take. One more break. When we come back, we've got Katora and then my interview with Julie here in our exit interview special coming up right after this. 
Hey, Katara, what's going on? Rob Sesternino, congratulations on your run here this season. Uh, how are you doing today? I am, you know, shockingly more emotionally put together today than I expected to be, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was just a really great run that you went on here this season. And, and honestly, I felt like in the first like 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I think that, you know, this could be Katura's night because I really felt like that you were saying everything that the audience was thinking like the whole way through. Felt it. Oh my God, Rob. I I knew it. I, I was like, I can see every single step of the game yes. that's going to happen next. And yeah. Ah. Yeah, I think that that's uh, one of the things that was so fun about you is I feel like that you were saying a lot of the things that people at home were thinking, and especially when it's like, hey, you're going to let these two go to the end? And, you know, you you turned uh, Jake around, and then you had so many great insights uh, all along the way. How were you able to sort of, like, see the game from that perspective? Um, I think a variety of reasons. One is just my life. I've been living you know, in survival mode my whole life. And we got a little taste of that um, in the show. But, you know, I've been kind of in a world where you've got to watch, you got to look, you got to see if you're not constantly looking and alerting and being like, what's happening here? Why are they doing that? You're not going to survive. And that's how I've able to get where I am and, and get so far in life is being able to see that. And then in Survivor, I had been doing that the whole time. I was on the outs with my tribe from original Bello days and the new Lulu days. So I had been looking and been like, okay, what do I need to do? What's going to happen next? And even when I, um, when I turned on Caleb at day 12, I did the exact same thing I did at the final five. I called, I mapped out the whole game. I looked at it and I said, if I go with Rebus, I can help them knock out all these Bellows. I will be voting with Bellows so they won't know it. Um, and then at some point, Reba's going to turn on each other and they're going to need Katura to be those votes. All the big dogs will fall. I'll be standing at the end. Okay. I want to talk through that final five vote because it was such a huge yeah. moment in the episode. So from your perspective, um, you felt like that. Okay. So Jake is going to then he's going to play the idol on himself and those votes are going to yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jake kept saying he was going to play the idol on himself and everything in my body kept saying he's lying. He's lying. He's, it, I didn't know what he was going to do, but I knew he was up to something. Yeah. You and could tell. Like, was... Oh, I could tell. I mean, I don't even know if it was really conveyed in last night's episode, but I worked on him for hours. Like it was like all afternoon. I had been like, Jake, it's gotta be. And then initially he was so convinced it had to be Julie. And when I mapped out everything for him, it took a long time still for him to come around and be like, okay, I got you, Katura. So that was already in my mind yeah. that he felt strong about his original plan and then it was jake and jake and i have had this history of him proposing a plan that i'm like this is the plan <laughs> and you know it does we never had this and i was so afraid that he was so blindsided by i gotta make a flashy move i gotta do something big that he would once again see past what the realness of what needs to happen and we're at five i couldn't risk jake doing yeah. that again 
Yeah, I know. It's um, like it was so funny, but also like so, so sad. And there was so much like poetry in that the two of you like I know everybody wants to talk about uh, Bruce, but really the relationship was like you and Jake that you two were together like every single day together. Every single day for 25 days. You never got on the same page. Never. And I think that's a testament to like just how our relationship was like. We would try, but we're just fundamentally thinking differently at all times. And I say it, I think on like episode one, day two, I'm like, I'm not getting strategic threatening vibes from Jake. Like that wasn't the vibe he was giving me. And it kept getting reiterated to me along the game to the point where it's final five. Everything in my body is saying alert, alert. Jake's lying. Mm -hmm. He's going to do something. And at this point, I know D is for sure writing my name down because Jake has told them that he has an idol, which I'm also like, why -hmm. would you let now that now everybody knows that the flashy move with the idol would be not telling them. And then they vote for Jake and then we cancel it. So it was already like, I am a hundred percent sure I'm getting votes. And at tribal, uh, Julie and Dee kind of spoke a little bit about, you know, sadness and I don't want to let somebody go or something. And so I thought they were like crying because they're like, I'm ready to write Couture's name down. So it was that plus me being like, Mm -hmm. it's been 34 years, Rob, of me having to listen to my body. And I may not always be able to articulate why, but it saved me like 99% of the time and like real life situations. So I just, I was, I begged Jake. I want, I was staring in his eyes. I've never looked into a white man's eyes that long. Like I was like, Jake, please. Like I I want every part of me wants to believe you. I want this to work. You know, um, I just think that he thought it was a better move. Mm-hmm. Keep me out the loop about saving me, which I'm like survivor one-on-one. You don't let people feel like they're going to get voted out. Like they're, they're going to fill up against the corner. And I, I mean, I'm not blaming Jake, by the way. Like I own it. It yeah. sucks. I, I deal with that every day. I'm like, you dropped the ball. Like you did this. I let fear take over. And I, I, you know, I take that. I own that. I let fear take over because in reality, this wasn't the life or death situation that I'm used to outside in the world. This wasn't alert, alert, you know, something bigger and more extreme could happen. This was, you might get voted out in Survivor. But in the moment, that was like the biggest thing. It was like, I'm so close. I'm not going to lose it for this. And Julie was the safe vote. What would happen if D got voted out at the final four? Oh, 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 I would. I would. Are you the winner? Well, okay. (laughs) So in my mind, if D, oh, if D gets voted out at four. I'm sorry, five, five. I'm sorry. At five, uh, D gets voted out at five. I was 100% sure that Austin and Julie would make fire because if Austin won immunity, he would be like, I need to make a flashy move and, you know, be Julie and mm-hmm. fire, vice versa. In both of those situations, Jake and I are getting a free seat to the final tribal council. And my ideal final tribal council, based on how things were falling in the game, was sitting beside Jake and Austin. So yes. I felt very confident that... Jake wouldn't get votes and that I would be like, I wasn't concerned about him taking votes from me. And with Austin, in my mind, at that point in the game, I viewed him as number four of the Reba four. So I was like, D and Drew are the strategic heads. They got to go. No world. I win sitting beside D or Drew. Mama Julie is Mama Julie. We got the deep emotional connection. She's got to go. People are going to be pulled to her. And I didn't feel like Austin had either strong strategic chops or that strong emotional pull. And I would be able to say, look, 
I get it. Austin had a great game, but I was in the damn trenches. I've been fighting since the beginning. And like walked through how I called every single moment of the game. I saw every single thing happening. I called it. I made it happen. And like, I mean, I'm not going to give you the full speech now, but let me just tell you the bullet points were damn good. We'd love to hear it sometime. Yeah, I felt very confident that if I didn't win, it would be like a narrow margin. And maybe I lost by, you know, two votes. And you were the one Bella and Bella was like kind of a disaster. But you were the one Bella that said, look, look, I'm going with the Rebas. Okay, from the point that we had like that at the final 12, where it was the split tribal council that, you know, how early on did you know, like, hey, like uh, Bella, uh, this ain't it. Oh, day seven. Day seven. I I can tell you exactly. That was the day I was like, you got to drop them as soon as you can. Yeah. Like, I just remember we had that big challenge. It was like pushing this crate and getting things through a maze or whatever. And when people ask me, like, what's your craziest, hardest challenge, even with the whole game passing, that's the challenge I think back to the most because the hierarchy in the tribe had already been set. And Katura was at the bottom and Bruce was at the top. And it felt there was no way for me to smile and get in. I kept smiling. I kept being sweet. I kept being cool and fun and hiding that I was feeling, you know, frustrated and, and really triggered and bothered. I hit all of that and it still wasn't enough. And it was like, I keep trying to get in with these people and they're not letting me in. And on that challenge, I remember Bruce was just like, yelling at me like you don't really see it in the episode but he was just yelling and then Kendra started like yelling at me and I felt very much like got it like this is this is the this is the status we 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 can say exclude Couture and that's okay and I just felt you can't have an alliance with people who you don't feel good with like I'm totally down for being like, I don't trust you. You don't trust me, but let's work through it together for the next two or three votes. But if you're like comfortable excluding me constantly, repeatedly not including me on key information and I'm feeling like crap, like I'm getting, you know, the Mm -hmm. the short end of the stick, I got to go. And so I was, I was like, as soon as there's a tribe swap, I'm I'm jumping ship. And then the tribe swap happened and it was the exact Exact same. same, And and then only difference was Kendra, who was my little bit of ray of light. Like I I felt closest to Kendra, but I was feeling that she was starting to say, I'm sorry, Katura, like self-preservation. I got to get on with the main group. And I told her, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. But if I lost Kendra and I did, then it was like, oh no, now we're, I'm just in Bruce land. Um, and Kelly's with Bruce and Jake's with Bruce. And they're like, they're not letting Bruce go. Right. Rightfully so. Kelly, it makes sense for Kelly to stick with Bruce. It makes sense. I mean, Jake's just was infatuated with Bruce. So I was like, there's no me getting in this block. And then you add Caleb connecting to that block, getting the, being able to get in with the block better than me. Literally. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, mm, I'm 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 ready. So it, I had been waiting for a long time. And then like at 12, it just slapped me in the face. You keep trying. Yeah. You keep trying with these people and it's not working. Uh, I, I'm loving hearing all this. Uh, I got. I know. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Up, let but, me, let me, OK, but uh, that. So let me let you get to your other press here today. But would love to hear oh, more <laughs> your perspective on all of this at some point down the road. OK, Katara. Bob, you know, I got you. I had so much to say. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.
All right, there you have it. Katura tops here on the podcast. And I thought that Katura was uh, really great in the exit interview. You know, Katura has this like really interesting perspective, like in the survivor game of that. She spent a ton of time after the merge with all the rebuzz, but she was the outsider and she was even the outsider on Bello. And to hear her explain it that way, you know, it does give her like this really amazing insight into the game where, you know, it's not like that she's with any group in the game where it's like, okay, these are my people and I have all of the, like, I have all these great relationships. You know, she's sort of looking at the game as an outsider everywhere she ends up going in the game. And I think that that is why uh, she really does like have this great like finger on the pulse of what's happening all throughout the game. would love to talk with her more about the things that she observed over the course of her time here in the game. So great job there by Katura. All right, we got one more exit interview here in this special, and we're going to be talking with Julie. Uh, let's bring in my conversation with Mama J. Hey, Julie, how are you? Rob Sesternino, what's going on? Hi, thanks. It's good to see you. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today, Julie, because I feel like I have so many questions for you, and I feel like that we heard so much about you, and I feel like that we didn't always get to hear from you about what's going on. Well, I, it's so funny. The first part of my game, was I even on the show? Like, mm-hmm. it was such a hard... Um, I appreciate, I mean, I think they did an amazing job and I love the editors and their job is so hard. And it was my game. Like, let's just stay under the radar. But yeah. like, staying under the radar sounds so passive and it's not. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I have some theories. I, I really, I think that, you know, everybody else is growing. And sometimes when you have somebody like you who arrives like fully formed, who's already had so much growth <laughs> that, you know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, it's not so oh, much of a, of a transformation for you because you're. I appreciate that. It was, I went into the game and my goal was um to love my castmates. I'm like, I know how hard it was for me to get on this. These guys got to be amazing. So I was playing for like, for keeps. I was in it. And I, I'm like, tell me why you're here. What is it? And But I cared and I meant it. And I think they felt it yeah. because it was an amazing cast. It wasn't like you had to fake it. I was like, okay, you're amazing. Dang it. Okay, you're amazing. You're amazing. So I just put in. All right, but enough about them. I need to talk about you. Really? Yeah. Because they are amazing. Okay. okay. Um, so here's my question. Okay. So, uh, yeah. you know, this season, it was such a, like, a little bit of a paradigm shift because everybody kept telling us about how, like, oh, you got to watch out for the mom. The moms always win. Uh, the, the, the mom, if she gets to the end, watch out. I'm like, since when? But you changed the whole thing. How were you able to do this, Julie? Always Let's change that. Um, I I hated it when I first said Mama J out of my mouth. Yeah. I was like, oh, my sister calls me J, but J Maya was on the team and I was the mom. And like the minute it came out, I went, stupid, stupid. But then it was like a split decision own it just hundred own it or or stop it and i was like okay let's go and it was i mean it's such a part of who i am so i i did yeah. own that but um I, half the time i just thought i was one of the guys like i hated it when they were like oh the two old people y'all did so good in the competition and i'm like screw y'all <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what 
can do it. Um, so I, I don't know. I was lucky. I look at that team that I got on. Like the minute I look at my biggest fear was I was going to be the weak link and get voted out first. And then yeah. I look at everybody that's wearing red and I'm like, we're not going to try. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, Julie, let's talk about Austin's idol. Your idol, I should say. I'm sorry. Uh, your idol. Uh, and what I, <laughs> you know, I think you you talk too loud and I think it's like, you, it's muting you. So like, sometimes I can see how you're talking very animated and I'm not hearing anything. I gotta take it down. I'll take it down. Okay. Like, I got criticized for sharing that hammer. Do we remember D and I? Helping him and me bringing the hammer to him and him getting the idol. And people are like, this is Survivor. You should have kept it for yourself and none. And I got right. so much criticism. And I'm like, okay, that's how you would have played. Let's see how far you get. Let's see how far people that just played for themselves get. That was not how I was playing the game. I was going to play a loyal game and let's go far. And I felt like this Reba 4 could go far. God, we did amazing. So then that's a shared idol. Austin says it's a shared idol. He's like, you ever need it? It's yours. He's got, so every night the Reba Four would meet. No one else knew this. We'd meet at night on the beach. We'd talk about all the advantages, what we knew, who knew what. During the day, we wouldn't talk to each other. So no one knew how tight the four of us were. I mean, you think a couple is dangerous? Like, we were like, this is amazing. Like, let's just do this. Yeah. So honest to goodness, when I think I'm in danger, Austin's like, yeah, I'll get to you. And I just remember sitting on the bamboo and Drew handed me the backpack. He gives me a nod. I look over at Austin. Austin gives me a nod. So Drew was in on giving me that item. So then when I find out they're going to vote me out with an idol in my pocket, I'm thinking, when did Drew turn? When did Drew turn on me? Because I knew, like y'all saw the emotional time between me and Drew. I put it together hours later. My thought processing took longer with no food and no sleep. And it finally hit me. Oh, he's telling me he's coming for me. That's what that emotional moment was. Stupid. But then when I know they're going to vote me out, I'm like, when did that happen? Like I couldn't, it's all a blur. So I'm thinking they gave me a fake idol. So the whole day, when Dee's like, play it. I'm like, Dee, it might not be real. When did they turn? She was like, oh. And I still remember, I thought I might go home that night. And I had this beautiful scarf that I used as a blanket every night. So I folded it up and I slid it to Dee, thinking that I might go home that night. And she starts crying because she's like, oh, what if her idol isn't? So she starts crying. I think Austin sees her crying, but he thinks she's crying because I'm going home. It all worked out very nice for us. So, and then I play it and it turns out it's real idol. But um, was it like to be called an idol stealer, which, you know, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to give it to him. But who um, who called you an idol stealer? The players or the people on no, online? People online. Okay. Well, they, they, like, don't, they don't know. Don't worry. They don't know that. the game. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's hilarious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that. Well, we're proud of you for doing that. I, I wish we would have seen more of that in the show. Yeah. Well, that's what I was like. I know my game of loyalty would be boring for the audience, but I didn't care. I knew how I was going to play and how to get to the end. So mm -hmm. that was selfish on my part is that I was like, man, a loyal game. And the 
for Reba going to the end, boring for mm-hmm. everyone. I yeah. didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of good that Drew turned off. Okay. That, so at the final five, Julie, okay, you ultimately go out of the game. What could you have done differently? You're the, you, that you're the only one that you voted correctly. Right. I did. I begged Katura. I begged D let's vote for Jake. And they're like, he's got an idol. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, I'm the one at risk. We all know my time's up. My back's been against the wall. I'm like, just to, let's just do it anyway. And I'm like, that would have been amazing if they had done it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all hindsight. Of course, Jake would want to make a big move. Of course, he's not going to play it for himself. Um, I just in my gut was like, I don't care. I'm going home. Let's make a statement. And Jake and I at Merge, after he voted for me, yeah. you know, went after me, I said, he was like, we're going to work together. And I said, okay, Jake, every time I write a name, I'll do a squiggly line underneath it so that you'll know that was my vote. And um, so to write Jake's name and do a squiggly line <laughs> was just so fun. Yeah. Um, but I still didn't know how that vote went. Like yeah. when I got to Fondy, I was like, I guess it was Jake and Austin. Like to know that it was Katura was shocking. That was the only one that I didn't know how the votes were going to go. Isn't that the way though? That's when you go out when you don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like, was there something that you could have done differently that gets you to the final three? I can't, I can't, I, I got no regrets. I feel like it was a coin toss. I mean, it really came down to Katura. If she had stuck with it, she would have gone. I would have stayed. And that was out of my control. Yeah. If that happens, you get to the final four. Do you get to the end? Um, There's a better shot that I do. Yeah. I mean, I got to win the immunity. I feel like I'd be sent to fire like yes. if someone else did. Um, Rob, I'm not bad at fire. Yeah. Could you beat Austin? Katora said she thought that it would have been you, Austin, take you to fire. Um, oof. Probably couldn't have beaten Austin. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could have. So then to go out on fire, that'd be tough. So I would have had to win. Um, I would have had to win that immunity. Yeah. And then if I won, then it's up to me too. So it's tough. Yeah. What was the reaction from the family watching you play this season, Julie? So much fun. So much fun. It's been amazing. And I, when I got home, like from Fiji, I told my kids, I said, I'm going to apologize to you because you're going to get asked by a lot of people. Are you proud of your mom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all I said, the whole, and my kids, of course, are proud of me, but it's such an emotional time out there. And that was my trick. You know, yeah. I was like, I just hope my kids are proud of me. And so, which I, felt and did but to say it so many times my kids are like yes we're proud of our mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i knew but it's still it's fun but did you have a real secret to your success because i mean look at you and look at bruce with all due respect to bruce you know you were there with like all these younger people and you were able to have such great relationships uh with them and uh you were such a like a a person that they they all wanted to keep around until you were too much of a threat Right. Um, I think you just bring your life into the game. And I am surrounded by 20 somethings in my life. I got two kids that are, but I've got um, two nieces, a nephew, and then I've got cousins. Like my life is 20 somethings. So I think like I just felt like they were my people out there. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. I, I just let them know each person. I was like, you want me here. I will get you farther. And they believe that because yeah. I meant it. Yeah. Uh, Julie, anything, I else don't you, know. anything else you want people to know about your game this season? Um, So much. I didn't get my game didn't get shown, um, which is fine. Uh, but it was just building the I loved my Rebefore Alliance. I feel like that was amazing and so much fun. Um, but I also had the geriatric alliance with Sifu. Um, I um, how old is Sifu? Thirty-five. <laughs> Came up with the name and make, but like all the negatives, which are so hard out there, I could not sleep. I, I, and because I'm older, I'm not like one of those kids that can just be like, ah, I can crash anywhere. I'm like, are y'all not listening to Sifu snore? Do you yeah. Know what he is? And but that turned to my advantage. Then when Sifu would start snoring, that's when I knew he was out and I could wake up the others and we'd meet. Um, and and my nighttime with Sifu, like all of my gameplay was like the cover of darkness. And I'm like, but not sleeping turned out to be a good thing. And we just and it made this added layer of, yeah, we're doing this thing. It's like a game within a game. We're all sharing this information. And then during the day, we didn't talk to each other. Um, and so it was like just so much fun. So I hate that that didn't get shown. Um, but I understand it. Cause like no one even there knew how tight the four of us were. Um, and it was just, that was part of it. I was very lucky to be on that. Um, and I loved each of these players. Yeah. I just think it was an amazing cast. I get that. I get that. All right. Well, Julie, thank you so much for making some time. Uh, you were very fun to watch, and I uh, hope you. it was a great experience for you. It was um, yeah. tough, but it was good. Yeah. Hope to chat more in the future, okay? Absolutely. All There's right. so much to talk about. I get, I get that. I get that. All right, Julie, take care. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right, everybody. There you have it. There's Julie, and very fun to talk with Julie. You know, it occurred to me, and maybe we even got into this in the preseason, but you know, Julie, she's like T Bird, and you know, where you know T Bird is, you know, such a fun character. You know, she was also like really like a cutthroat player in the game. That in Survivor Africa, everybody was like, okay, well, we can't let T Bird get to the end. And I feel like that, you know, her, she and Julia really like cut from the same cloth and they love the people that they're with and they're so fun to be around. And so I think that there's just like a lot of similarities there. So I do wish we would have gotten to get more from Julie and just how hard she was playing in the game. Would love to chat with her uh, some more as well. All right, so... That's going to do it for us here on the Exit Interview Special. I am going to get ready for Survivor Know-It-Alls and catching up with Steven here in just a bit. Hope you join us for that one. We've also got the finale of Reindeer Games coming up on a jam-packed week before Christmas here on RHAP. Thank you so much for joining us for the Exit Interviews all season long. I mean, this is many, many years that we are doing all of uh, these Exit Interviews going back to, I remember sitting there uh for the first time we did all of them in the morning after Survivor Nicaragua, okay? Uh, so that's how long that we've been doing uh, these uh, exit interview junkets here on the podcast. So thank you so much for your continued support of what we do here on Rob is a Podcast. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.